implants are too big. And these implants are too small. And these, these implants, implants are, are just right. right. Welcome to the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast. In case you haven't noticed, Dr. Jay Calvert and I are talking about implant sizes today. Yes, I mean, this is a big point of discussion because you want to get this right. You do, but the definition of right is very subjective. There is no right, but there may be a wrong. <laughs> For sure. I, when it's wrong, you know it's wrong, and the patient knows it's wrong, and everybody knows it's yes. wrong, and it's not right anymore, and... There's, there are answers, that's for sure, right. but we want to get this right. So how do you choose implant size other than, obviously, your patient is going to say, I want this. So how do you guide them? That's probably the biggest topic of discussion for any patient that comes in for a breast augmentation with implants. And the way that I usually start to broach the subject is first I ask them what size they are, and we're talking about bra size. Well, what size are you now? Oh, I'm a 34C or I'm a 36D. Okay, well, what size would you like to be? And then that opens the discussion for, oh, I wanna be a D cup, oh, I wanna be a B cup, or whatever it is that they say. And then I say, do you have any photos of what you like? And invariably, they're like, oh yes, I have a whole folder on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> the inspo folder. The inspo known. folder. So then they open their inspo folder and show me photos of breasts that they like. And then that's where I really go, okay so when you said you wanted to be a d cup you meant like an h cup okay that's cool got it i get it yes. i know what to do with that but now we're on the same page right because everybody has a different idea of what a cup size actually is and it is from my standpoint it's well what are you thinking what do you what's on your mind and let the patient kind of expound on that they they'll say oh you know well I'm an A cup and I'd really like to be a C, but then they show photos. Well, let me see the photos. And then they show photos of like D's. Some double whatever, D's, something, yeah. Something, yeah. <laughs> something and to, big. To be fair, bra sizes are not standardized and they run the gamut between different companies and different styles. So that's why going by the cup as a metric on its own is not particularly helpful, but it's a conversation starter. Right, because like the, if you go to Washington DC to the Bureau of Standards, uh, Weights and Measures, there's no breast cup size standard for there is an not. A cup, a B cup, a C cup, D, G, et cetera. Right. So they, there is no way to know what people are making when they say a bra size. And for instance, I know that some shops will, you know, up their sizes just to get, you know, people to buy to buy their, oh my god i'm a triple d yeah. you know <clears throat> victoria's secret <laughs> we all know that's the case <laughs> uh i mean it's so true i put in like 240 cc saline implants and a gal who was flat chested and she was like oh i'm so happy i'm a triple d i'm like mm, yeah but you're not <laughs> you're not <laughs> that, that's that's a pipe dream and but good for you at least you're happy although maybe not and then i'm just gonna throw a little wrench in that french lingerie their breast cup sizes are very small. So mm. you can get like a triple D and a French lingerie and it's like, well, this will fit like an American B cup. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, so I, yeah, that's the thing. So not standardized. Yeah, you'd be able to comment on that more than me. I, I, I do know that some people show me, you know, photos and say, I think she's about a C or whatever and it's, it's clearly something much larger. So that's where the conversation has to be guided both by the surgeon and by the patient, and that there has to be a meeting of the minds. Uh, typically, the way that I, if they say, well, I just want what's gonna look best, mm -hmm. for me, that's a, uh, 
depending on how much breast tissue they have for coverage, it's either a moderate plus or high profile silicone gel implant that fits the base width of their breast. Right. I tend to measure the base width, which is just the distance from the beginning to the end of the breast, from the, the middle of the chest over to the armpit. And I tend to look at that number and then I look at the implant that would fit that breast. And that tends to produce like a big C or a D cup breast, which if you say, just make it look amazing, that's, that's how I would do it. Right. And that's a very standardized way of doing it because ideally that is what you want. You don't want to have an implant that is so wide that it's spilling out into the armpits or it just makes the patient look overall wider and larger than they are. So you want an implant that really is tailored to the width of the patient's chest wall. And within that width, this is where you can get into different profiles. So this is where it starts getting tricky because you can have low profile, moderate or medium, moderate plus or high profile. And what that means is that for any given width of the implant, you are putting in more volume in the um, frontward or projected vector of the breast. So if you have, say, a 500 cc implant and you have an implant that's 13 centimeters in diameter, well, then it's only going to project, you know, maybe three centimeters or four centimeters off the off the chest wall. If you have a 500 cc implant that's squeezed into 11 centimeters of width, well, now it's going to project six centimeters away from the chest. And all that means is that you're now going to have a more augmented, obviously, you know, projecting implant. And so it has that augmented look to it. Whereas if you go for a lower profile, it's one of those like, oh, does she have breast implants? We don't know. Maybe, maybe not. 500 cc's with six centimeter profile is a torpedo, by the way. <laughs> so that you know. <laughs> that would be a very, very projected implant. So there are the ultra high profiles too, yes. which are, tor and I'll tell you a funny story that I had a patient from Ukraine who uh, I used to operate on in Dubai. And uh, she she sent me photos of her breasts and said, like, this is, this is too wide. I don't like it. I want more projected. And she said, I want, you know, the 800 cc ultra high profiles. And I, I wrote her back and said, that will look like two torpedoes on your chest. And she sent me a voice message that said, I want torpedo. <laughs> It was awesome. I was like, okay. Okay. I got it. But, but see, that's, that's, and that's the other part of this discussion is like, yes, we have these sort of biometric numbers that we use and, you know, these things that maybe make sense, but then you also have what the patient wants. Right. And you will have that patient that wants an 800cc implant. And we keep saying 800 because that is the largest implant you can get, a largest, the largest silicone implant that it's, is made. It's very big you know, commercially on the market. Perhaps you can get some larger custom-made ones, but the largest implant that you can buy off the shelf is 800 cc's. For a saline implant, you can get an 800 cc implant and overfill it with 900 cc's-ish. So for an implant off the shelf, 800 is the maximum. So when we use that term 800 cc's, it just means the largest the implant you that you can possibly get. put in. But you will have patients that come in specifically asking for the largest implant that you can put yeah, in. And cool. that is the right implant for them because that is what they want. And that patient usually knows that they are going to look very augmented. And there's there's another piece of the puzzle too, which is height and weight. So, you know, everyone says, oh my God, the, don't, don't 
don't get stuck on the number oh because my gosh, please don't right because if you're six foot four and weigh 195 pounds you know female then you know an 800 cc implant might be the exact thing that you might need. be that what might be you the need. thing that's going to give you a nice c cup breast yes and if you're five foot two and you get 800 cc gel implants then you might fall over. You will fall over. That's right. Yes, you'll need a, a butt implant just to like balance <laughs> you out. <laughs> right. So it's the number should not be the fixation point. It no, should really... be the situation. Right. It needs to be an assessment. There's a there, there's one other thing that I also like to look at too, which is the chest wall shape because some people are shaped like the keel of a ship and some people are shaped like a board. Mm -hmm. And there's obviously everything in between and there's asymmetries from side to side. So looking at the shape of the chest wall is really important. Yeah, that's hard when they're shaped like a keel of a boat because those implants just slide. They just slide off to the side and they, they, they're just, they're hard, they're challenging. So those are all things that we look at on our end and then we listen to what the patient says that they want yes. and we look at their photos and then we use the knowledge that we have after doing hundreds of these procedures to say, this is the implant that will work for you. And the other piece of the puzzle that we didn't talk about is how much breast tissue a patient has. So a patient that has very little breast tissue, A cup, they want to be a D cup, well, they may need a 450cc implant. Sure. But if you already come with a large C D cup breast and you just want to have a little volume up top, if I put a 450cc implant in you, you're going to look huge. So you ha so it's not a exactly by the numbers game. You have to sort of look at the individual patient and what their body shape is, how much breast tissue they have, look at what they are asking to look like, and then use our knowledge of the implants to say, okay, this is probably what's gonna be best for you. Yeah, you wanna get to the point that you, you've got their vision happening surgically. That's really the goal. Right. You know, they, they have an idea of what it is that they, hopefully, I mean, some people don't, but hopefully, and, and this is to all you future patients of ours, you know, come in with kind of an idea of what it is that you're looking to achieve because that will help guide the conversation and we can show you examples. Obviously, as always, go to the photo galleries on our website. You know, Dr. Ravello and my website have plenty of photos. Pick the ones you like and even better, pick the ones you don't like. Yeah. Because that's helpful, that's helpful because you say, oh, I really like these. But th this is not what I have in mind. Yeah. Because we have p patients that come in all shapes and sizes with all kinds of different Re requests. Yep. So they, you know, some people want, you know, things that they say, I want to look fake. I want augmented mm -hmm, breasts. Mm -hmm. I, and I want to show that I can do that because a lot of people do want that. Yes. And then there are other people that say, I want to look really natural. I want to look really like the people don't know. And I always say, well, you don't want to look natural. You want to look naturally <laughs> augmented because natural... You wouldn't, what people want. you wouldn't be here if what you <laughs> so, wanted was to look natural. Yeah, you're already natural, so <laughs> don't uh, don't don't start there. But the the key is really under making that that bond between the the patient and surgeon, so that you're you're able to to communicate on the level of I get your aesthetics, I know where you want to go, and I can do that for you. Right, which then begs the question, which was sort of the impetus for this: Can an implant be too big or too small. Is there a problem with a very large or a very small implant? And the reason I bring this up is because 
as much as patients love to have big implants and as much as we sometimes love to put in big implants, big implants can come with very real problems. So sometimes going extra big or going really big might seem like a good idea at the time, but there are some things you need to know about what that means down the road. Yeah, big big implants, big problems. That's big what implants, I always say. Big problems. And it can run the gamut. It can be from right in the beginning, just you know, large implants, you are gonna have some posture issues, it's gonna weigh on your back and shoulders. That's sort of inherent in having large breasts. But long term is where it really becomes a problem. The skin gets really thin. The breast tissue gets thinned out. I have seen patients whose implants have literally popped out of their skin because their skin has gotten so thin over time and all of a sudden there's the implant looking right at you so the the skin can get really thin and it can make it really hard to go back in and do a future augmentation because things have been so distorted yeah i mean uh you get capsular contracture and then if you have a a large implant you need to do a capsulectomy this takes away you know some amount of breast tissue no matter Mm -hmm. how judicious you are on taking away the capsule you're you're going to have scarring and things that change the breast and so i i'm very clear with patients that the bigger we go on these implants the bigger the problems that can come from that so it's i i like the rule of thumb of the base width of the breast it doesn't mean i'm not willing to go bigger i do all the time just look at my instagram it's <laughs> it it's like that's kind of what i do and uh and being well, wow did you hear that i did i wonder if they heard that on this podcast <laughs> <laughs> they are honking an approval down below i am telling you they, they <laughs> if you love like this big podcast. You like big implants they big implants honk. Honk, honk. <laughs> right. uh so yeah i think if you understand that it's fine but you have to be, that's where the communication is really important. Right. Yeah, because the larger the implant, the larger the problems, there's a little bit higher risk of capsular contracture. There's definitely higher risks of implant malposition. Bottoming so that out. means bottoming out, kind of coming below the breast or going too far out to the sides. So just know that larger implants are going to require more maintenance. And you're probably going to be back in the OR revising them sooner rather than later, the larger you go. Yeah, I mean, implants are not a one and done. There, there's uh, recommendations to change them every 10, 15 years. There's, you know, MRI you know, requirements, supposedly, that uh, I don't know one patient that goes and gets an MRI every three years. Do you? Uh, my recon patients do. They but, do? Oh, yeah. well, because of the breast, breast cancer. Yeah. But, uh, well, insurance yeah. pays for it, too. That's but the good. cosmetic breast implants, yeah, no. They just don't? They just don't. And and it's, it's probably a good idea to do that, um, but MRIs are unreliable. Um, I've had some false positives that have caused some big problems for some of my patients. And, uh, you know, I think you, you just have to be smart about your breast implants and uh, you have to know that, you know, if you get breast implants, that that's not your last operation. Correct. So can implants be too small? I mean, it depends who you ask. <laughs> <laughs> if you ask my my friends you probably say yes they can definitely be too small but if you ask the patients i think i think patients would say that they don't want the implants that they've asked to be put in to be too small they want to have you know some volume and size and and i've put in implants where patients are like oh they're really beautiful i wish you would have gone bigger that's pretty common that's pretty common i mean that's that's the old joke, right? There's two sizes of implants, just right and too small. Right. So, like, you never yeah. really say they're too they're big. They're never too big. Um, except down the road. And then usually down the, down the road, they come back in 10 later and they're like, ah, these breasts are really large. I need a downsize. But initially, yeah, the people want them larger. But too small usually means that they weren't, they're not a good fit for the patient. 
Um, you can put in small implants that look really beautiful on a patient because that's how the patient you know, wants her breast to look. But there's also the case where maybe the patients are requesting like a specific size implant or they're just not chosen properly. And now you have an implant that doesn't fit the size of the patient. It's too small, it's too narrow, or it just doesn't do anything because there's too much extra breast tissue. You don't even notice the implant. Right. So it's definitely possible to go too small. Yeah, and that's the thing is that if you, the times that I think I've gone too small is when I've, against my better judgment, listened to the patient's number yes. that they want to put in. Yes, I want a thousand percent. 275 cc gel implants. Right, in a and five eight bigger. patient, and you're like, like oh. oh gosh, yeah, it does. It, it just, it's not gonna okay. work. Yeah. No, I I know, I know what you're gonna say. I read all the research. I hear you. I get it. But that's what I want. I'm going to be very happy. Just please put in the 275s. Yep. That's usually okay. how that okay. happens. <laughs> and then afterwards, you kind of look at them and go, wah, eh. wah, wah. <laughs> And they go, yeah, maybe I should have listened to you on this one. But, you know, I, I, I'm happy. They do. Know. They all say, I'm happy. I, I like them. Because I mean, they did get an augment. They did get an This is one of those things where it's like, they did get an augmentation. Yeah, the breasts like, are bigger. Like pizza and sex. That's right. It's going to be good no matter what, but it might not be great. Some pizza is not very good. Some pizza is not. I've had some pizza that I'm just like, mm, this is, what did you call this again? No. It's, it's ketchup and like Kraft cheese. No, no offense to ketchup or Kraft cheese, but it's not pizza. The, uh, so that's the thing is you want it to be beautiful. You want it to be awesome. You want your patients to be happy, period, end of story. That's why we do this. But the communication piece is really key. So if it, you can take away anything from this podcast, it's be ready to communicate, get a clear idea of what you want to achieve and understand that that conversation is really important for us when we're in the operating room because the dynamic situation of surgery is that the tissues may spread out more than we expect them to. They may, the ribs may be more, Wonky. yeah, they may, they may be not exactly able to hit the implant the way that you want it to and they need a little more volume or a little less volume. So you have to kind of give us the creative license to yes. make the result happen that you're looking for and we need to know right. that result. And we do that. It's, and people always ask, well, how do you do that? And I'm like, well, we actually try on the implants. So yeah. implants come with what are called sizers. Sizers are just implants that have not been properly sterilized. So they're, or they've been sterilized, but they haven't been treated in a way to be put in a body and kept there permanently. So they're not a permanent implant, but they're basically an implant. And they're sterile, they come right out of a box. And during the case, we get everything ready, we put these sizers in, we sit the patient up and we look at them and we go, mm, not quite, too small, too big, take that sizer out, put in a different sizer, set them up, look at them again. So we have that ability to literally try on different implants and then with the idea in our minds of what the patient wants, we can find the implant that fits that patient's desires. Yeah, and, and to be clear, the sizers are just the exact same thing as the implants. They just haven't been uh, set up as a tracked device so that they cost less for us to use and they're re-sterilizable. So they're, the only difference is that they're just not a, you know, FDA tracked device, device that's going to be so but in terms of what they are they're the exact same thing as a breast implant and they can be re-sterilized and used and for, reused yeah. so we have this whole set of sizers that we're able to put in take out oh they'll go a little bit bigger try this and then once we get the look that we want 
then we can put in the permanent uh, implants. The permanent that are, trackable yeah, exactly. implant. Yeah. But, but we, they are the same thing so that we know exactly what it's going to look like. And that's very helpful in terms of getting the, uh, the result that, that we want. Right. And I, so I think the take home message too is just don't come in with a set CC number in mind. Um, just because your friend got 400 cc implants doesn't mean that you also need 400 cc implants. Right. Maybe you need 500, maybe you need 250. But that, that number in and of itself means absolutely nothing. Yeah, like and absolutely nothing. Exactly. And you have to kind of know that and, and allow that to, to kind of breathe and air it out with, the, with your surgeon. Right. Right. And then, you know, the profiles and all that patients start to get very confused about base width and profile and this and that. Just show us what you like. Tell us the look you're going for. And we'll tell you what kind of profile you need and more or less the range of implants that's going to work for you. Right. We got you on that. We got you. <laughs> cool. Well, I think that's about it, Dr. Ravello. Anything else on the breast size, implant size? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think we Goldilocks that one pretty well. Yeah, very good. So we want the ones that are just right. And this is the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast coming to you from the 90210. If you like what you heard on the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast and want to get in touch with either Dr. Ravello or myself, this is how to do it. You can reach me at the website, ravelloplasticsurgery.com. You can reach out to the office directly through the website with any questions or consult requests, or you can call the office directly at 310-954-1355. And you can reach me on Instagram at ravelloplasticsurgery. And to reach me, the phone number is 310-777-8800. My website is drcalvert.com, drcalvert.com. Instagram, Dr. J. Calvert. And of course, you may want to check out our YouTube channel for the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast, which is simply that, Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast. Hope to see you all in the office very soon. <laughs>